0: everybody, he's Ted Stryker, she's Elaine, I'm the doctor, no wait, that ain't it, he's Captain Over, I'm McCroskey, she's Randy the singing stewardess, this isn't a helicopter, it's not an airplane, it's Vikings reporting through a Ted, Drewster, how are you? Park left, it's over there for the baggage water. Airplane.
1: Leslie Nielsen. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital.
2: A hospital? What is it?
1: It's a big building with patients. But that's not important right now. Lloyd Bridges. Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I can make a hat. Or a brooch. Or a pterodactyl.
0: Could be, um... All right, now, everybody, get in crash positions. <gasps> the most incredible adventure the screen has ever created. He's
1: Hey, Ted Glover, we're back again for episode seventy-three, the Ron Yeri episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome! Hello to everybody. Thanks for tuning in to our show. It's uh, Friday, and we're ready to rock after a big Vikings win last week. Ted Glover sitting talking football with you. Airplane, the movie. What do you think?
0: Airplane. Remember that movie? One of the absolute funniest, <laughs> stupid, funny movies ever. There so are dumb. so many quotable lines of that movie there's been a little problem in the cockpit the I cockpit? I was... what is it? it's the little room in the front of the plane where the pilot sit. that's not important right now and you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the co-pilot
1: i know you! you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar you play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers i'm sorry son, but you must have me confused with someone else my name is Roger Murdoch, i'm the co-pilot then he does his Kareem Abdul-Jabbar bit you don't even run down court and that you don't really try, except during the playoffs.
2: The hell I don't. Listen, kid,
1: I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and the near up and down the court for 48 minutes.
0: It was just so awesome. It's funny, at the
1: end of that movie, my first thought is,
0: that seems like a movie
1: Ted and I would make right there. That's
0: so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb, so dumb. But it's so funny. I mean, it's it like one fun. of those timeless comedy classics. How are you doing tonight, man?
1: Great. I'm doing great. It's getting through another week of NFL football preparation. We got the Eagles this week. We got a big, big preview coming up, Ted. Our big
0: board. Big test. We got a big show tonight. Before we get to that, Ruby, uh, how are you doing this fine evening?
2: I'm doing great, you guys. That was an awesome game, and I'm just, like, on a high from that, so.
1: Yeah. Too. Very good. Ruby's on a high from that. Like sniffing glue. Picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. I
0: picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of sniffing glue, I went on Twitter and I asked Viking fans for some jokes about the Packers. And they did not disappoint. You guys ready?
1: Yeah, Gosh, we're ready go for it.
2: Oh, Stordis, I speak jive. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. First Packer joke Christian Watson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, it doesn't get any better than that. That's a restaurant quality joke right there. <laughs> restaurant quality. Oh, that is.
2: All right, next. No need for jokes. The Packers are a joke.
0: <laughs> oh!
2: Burn. What do you call a 300-pound Green Bay Packers fan?
0: Uh, what?
2: Anorexic. <laughs> and the last one. What's the difference between a porcupine and Lambeau Field? What? The pricks are on the outside of a porcupine. <laughs>
0: What a great way to start. Oh, tremendous opening. All right. We've got a big show for you tonight. We're going to talk Vikings news. We got hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy segment. We got our super toe challenge. We got Drewster's millions. We got our show preview. We got trivia. Yeah. Before we get going though, Drewster. Yeah. What time is it? Ted.
1: (laughs) I'm cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little problem and
0: light this candle. He's right! Light this candle!
1: Yes! Resume
2: the countdown!
0: Alright, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right! Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle! Yes! Resume the countdown!
1: (laughs) Yeah! Uh One and all, baby! One and all! Watch the champ be in an accident!
0: Well, look at this, prima donna! Cousins nice over the middle. How is he that wide open? Jefferson again inside the 10. Legend for the end zone. Touchdown. <laughs>
1: we are 1 0 in first place and we are rolling. Congrats, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great win. So before we get to Vikings news, a couple things. Again, we have a new website out. Go to VikingsReport.com for our fantasy segment, our Super Tail Challenge, and our Deucer's Millions. This is the last week for Deucer's Millions. You can go to vikingsreport.com and put your entries in there. You can also put them in the comment section below here on this, this episode on our YouTube channel. You can also link to purplepainforums.com over there, Purple Pain Forums. Official message board for Vikings Report, Drew and Ted. We are the official podcast for Purple Pain Forums. They got some great, great stuff over there. Their original content this week, they're talking about not only Vikings history, but NFL history that Oski Viking has put together. Great original content, is as, as good as you'll find anywhere else on the internet or through the Star Tribune, Beat Reporters, whatever. Each week they do a Purple Path Forward, which is the game preview. The Packers one was awesome. The Eagles one is pretty fantastic. And they also have depth chart previews, where the Vikings stand in the depth chart. And if you want to talk about NFL, you want to talk college football, you want to talk the draft, you want to talk Ghosts. You could go over there, Purple Pain Forum, purplepainforums.com. It's just a great community with great people. Yes. None of the toxicity of social media that you get with some Facebook fan pages or Twitter or, or whatever. It's just a great place to sit and talk Minnesota Vikings. So vikingsreport.com, that gets you the links to all the things we're affiliated with, plus our social media accounts, and then purplepainforums.com. Just a, just a great site.
1: One of our things here at Vikings Report, if you happen to be new, Dialing into our show is is we have a prize vault and we like to give away prizes. We started the prize vault last year. Ted and I and Toontz wanted to be able to give back to the viewers. That's what it's all about. Come into our live show. You walk out with a prize. It's our way of giving back to you because this is the podcast for the
0: people. This is, is the
1: Vikings fan podcast that we give back to you.
0: And it's also a shameless bribe for you to watch us. Shameless bribe? <laughs> whatever. Look, you know, as you can tell, Drew and I are a little bit more than aged We've been around the block a time or two. We've been around since the 70s. Just mind your own business, will you? Mind your own business, will you? Mind your own business. Why don't you tie your shoelace? You'll oh, fall on up. your stupid head. We are kind of old school guys with the old school approach. PurplePainForums.com is your old school message board. I think it's a great mix. Go to PurplePainForums. They have prizes as well. They've got their Pick 6 and Purple Pain accountability contests that are going on. You can win prizes up to and including in the Pick 6 if you win that at an actual ticket to the Vikings game. So it's pretty cool. So, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got some Vikings news and all the other stuff. We'll talk about the fantasy stuff and the preview and the trivia here in a bit. But let's let's get to some Vikings news.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Injuries. Booth got hurt, did not come back. Louisine did not play last week. Full expectation that he will play this week. You know, one of the things that people were asking questions about heading into the regular season is, were the Vikings taking it too easy and not playing... Most of their starters, they, I think they played the first string defensive line and offensive line a little bit. But for the most part, the key starters did not take a snap in preseason. Everybody said, oh, oh, they're going to be rusty. And, oh, the sky is falling. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Kramer hears about this, the are sh- going to hit the fan. <laughs> and they just went out and kicked the hell out of Green Bay. So I, I, guess he, I guess it did not matter, is what, is what I'm saying. So, they did
1: kick the hell out of Green Bay, didn't they?
0: For the most part, the Vikings are, are looking very good on the injury front.
1: Which is going to be important the whole season, because if they're going to go anywhere, they got to keep their starters in there. They don't have a lot of depth.
0: Yep, it, that's very true. I want to take a second, moving away from the injuries, I want you guys to pull up a chair and listen real close, because this is for the it-was-only-one-game crowd. Or the, Drew and I have come to call them ESAT Nation. Everything sucks all the time. People that cannot take joy in anything good about no. the Vikings. Unbelievable.
1: I don't think I'll ever get over Macho Grande. Those wounds run pretty deep. Misery. They want to live in mystery.
0: There were people on social media that were just saying, I'm not giving this team any credit. It's only been one game.
1: Then why, then why even watch?
0: Why be a fan? My beloved brother in Christ.
2: Excuse me, sister. There's a little girl on board up front who's ill. and Oh, yes, I saw. Poor child. Could I borrow your
1: guitar? I thought maybe I could cheer her up. Oh, of course.
0: The Minnesota Vikings don't do very well against Green Bay and rarely, rarely dominate them from beginning to end. Take the W and be happy, for God's sakes. I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Oh! Amen to that, Ted Glover. God, I mean, (laughs) like, look, I, I get the tortured franchise history. Drew and I probably get it better than anybody. Yeah, you might own the Bears, but... Guess who owns the Packers? We get it more often than anybody, too. <laughs> oh, really, Vernon? Why pretend? We both know
1: perfectly well what it is you're talking about. You want me to have an abortion?
0: Do you remember Super Bowl IV? I had, can't remember what I had for lunch, Ted. So we go back, other than Super Bowl Four, Drew and I have cognitive memories of every major Minnesota Vikings disaster that has befallen this franchise. Every one. Every single one. Enjoy the win, man.
2: Get a hold of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) yourself.
1: Enjoy it. You have to enjoy the win because the losses (gasps) are going to drag you down. It's tough being a Vikings fan, but what happened last Sunday? You got to absorb all that because the losses are devastating.
0: You know, I really couldn't blame Elaine. (gasps) She wanted a career. They are wins like that have not been around for this team since the 1970s. They just haven't. No. And and they're like islands in this ocean of misery. When when you roll up onto the beach, man, lay out. Put on some suntan lotion. That 75 Hail Mary still bugs me.
1: Oh, it pisses me off to no end. I've only cried twice in my life. Third grade, I got hit by a bus, cried at the bus stop, and I cried in that Hail Mary play. Those are two times I've cried.
2: I need to interject here. Yeah. You've cried way more times than that.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tunesis, is fibbing to you right now. I've only cried twice.
0: We watched that Hail Mary game at my uncle's, at my aunt and uncle's house in White Bear Lake, and I, I cried oh. all the way home to Richfield, thirty-minute drive. Whatever. I bet your dad was fuming. My my father, oh. my father did not say a single word. Not one word. And I'm balling in the back. Ah, his jaw clenched just, just
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know if the losses are gonna affect you that bad, you gotta enjoy go the wins.
0: Yeah. If you're gonna be emotionally invested in this football team, be emotionally invested with the wins as much as the losses. Anyways, one of the things that I'm so fired up about this team yeah. is did you see on the Vikings website after every game they've got, you know, the head coach press conferences, Kirk, or whoever the players are. But they also do, every time they win, they go inside the locker room and they, they do the post-game victory speech that the head coach gives. Did you see that? I did see that. The way Kevin O'Connell addressed the team in terms of we and what we are trying to do and we are building. And then the most impressive thing to me was Kirk Cousins standing up and like speaking for the first time as like a true leader on this team. And I'm not sure what the dynamic was if everybody kind of deferred to Mike Zimmer or what it was but you could sort of sense Kirk saying this is my team you guys who have played in the league long enough know this and i believe strongly everything rises and falls on leadership speed of the leader speed of the team yes sir all right these two guys are running this organization yep. all right and we're going to go as far as they can take us yep. all right all, all the way. way all the way <laughs> he <laughs> wants to <All> And I want to give a game ball to the head coach and to the GM and thanks because we're only going as far as you guys take us and collectively as as we go and everything else. That struck me as very different than recent history.
1: Really, really great moment. It's good to see because it's been a long time coming, kind of sifting through the gloom and all that stuff. And it's, it's really, really enjoyable to see. And you couldn't ask for a better start than that.
0: You couldn't. Everybody seems united. From what I can gather, the people that don't like Kirk Cousins, you're not going to change their mind. I've kind of come around on Kirk. I'm sort of becoming a a Kirk fan. I thought he played a hell of a game on Sunday against Green Bay. The the dude seems totally in command of this offense. The people that say he's never a leader, I didn't see that in the locker room on Sunday. He looked very much like he was in the guy.
2: It's his ship now, his command, he's in charge.
0: Boss, head man, top dog. Chief. He won a big game against Green Bay this past Sunday. He's got another big game against Philadelphia in just a couple days, which we'll talk about. But the old opinions of Kirk Cousins die hard. If you don't like Kirk Cousins, you're not going to like Kirk Cousins.
1: I've actually heard a fan say, even if we win the Super Bowl, I'm going to hate Kirk Cousins.
0: Well, see, that? that's just stupid.
1: Some people just want to be miserable, Ted.
0: End of the road. Nothing to do and no hope of things getting better sounds like saturday night at my house i guess if you want to be miserable go ahead and be miserable but until it's time to be miserable man enjoy the ride cuz this is not something that happens very often to viking's football it's Right. Present. not in recent years anyways right i've learned in my life ted you got to enjoy the highs <laughs> have you now chemical or otherwise
1: sometimes you gotta wake up in the morning and go what the hell just happened
2: what just happened
1: but that was
0: fun (laughs) so our last one is the nfc as a whole i mean when you look at the landscape of the nfc and week one is the most overreaction time in the yeah. season, everybody gets dramatic, extreme opinions about football teams after one game, which is, I guess we were just kind of doing that now about the Vikings, but <laughs> but be that as it may, Philadelphia survived Detroit, Dallas lost, Dak Prescott's out for like two months, Zeke Elliott's washed. <laughs> The, the san francisco 49ers lost in a slop fest to the bears that is a bad loss that was a bad loss was there anybody yeah. thinking that they were going to lose to the bears i bet millions and millions of survivor pools died right. over that game and like the only other serious nfc contender were the packers and the vikings beat them i mean look it's it's only week one but the vikings had one of the two or three most impressive wins last week kansas city had a pretty impressive win buffalo Giants had a very impressive win. The Giants had a very impressive win. But the Vikings winning over Green Bay was right there. You'd have to think in a weakened NFC that the Vikings have the potential to be right there at the end of the season now. Exactly. Very well
1: said. The team we're going to preview coming up later, the Eagles, the Monday Nighter.
0: My hot take on that is
1: this won't be the last time we play the Eagles this year. Oh, okay. We're going to meet the Eagles later on because I think the Eagles and Vikings are two most improved teams in the conference.
0: That's a hot take, my friend. So that's pretty much it for Vikings News this week. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for hashtag. Nobody cares about your fantasy segment. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Nobody cares about our fantasy teams. But you can win prizes if you like our fantasy teams and what we're going to talk about the contest right now. for hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team are pretty simple Drew, ruby and i each week are going to pick one quarterback one running back two wide receivers and one tight end once we pick them they're done for the year we can only pick those players one single time we will not be allowed to pick any of the thursday night game players at all and we're using our standard ppr scoring format so you look at our fantasy teams and you tell us in the comments below or on our website vikingsreport.com ruby will have a section on the website each week for our fantasy team segment and you can put your entry there if you win you get two pretty cool prizes True sir what are those two cool prizes a vintage vintage John Randall Jersey and a Vikings plaque two really cool prizes so again look at our fantasy teams and the comments below on this show put in who you think team is team Ted team drew either here or go over to vikingsreport.com you put your entries in there. All right, so that's hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team rules. For those of you that picked Drew, you got one point. Whoever picked my team is off to a 1-0 and 0 start. You're smart. You did the right thing. You didn't let Ted talk you into it. Oh, yeah. That's smart, Mike. That's smart. See? <laughs> Ruby, since you finished last, would you want to give us who your team is this week first?
2: Thanks for that reminder. That was a bad week, of My people got zero. Even though Philly scored, what, 38 points? Yeah. Devonta Smith got nothing. He got zero. How does that happen?
0: Two or three targets the whole game.
2: Yeah. So anyway, this week will not be zeros. My quarterback, Josh Allen. Running back, Antonio Gibson. Wide receiver one, Cooper Cup. Wide receiver two, Amari Cooper. And tight end, Darren Waller.
0: Drew, you get to go last since you were first last week. I'll give you my team. I've got who won last week? Uh, Shut up. Michigan won too. My quarterback is Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. Running back, Jonathan Taylor of Indianapolis. My one wide receiver is Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'm going with also with Cooper Cup, along with Ruby for LA. And then my tight end is Kyle, the Unicorn Pitts of the ATL.
1: My picks. And if you want to win and go up 2-0 in the contest, you'll probably be picking
0: my team. Ruby, how do you put up with him? My team is sexy.
2: I lock him in the back room often.
0: I'm sexy and you're all crap.
1: Derek Carr is my quarterback for the Raiders. Saquon Barkley is my running back. Devontae Adams for the Raiders, one wide out. My other wide out is Christian Kirk. And my tight end is also our buddy, the Unicorn Ted. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is my tight end. So we have wide receiver and a tight end of the same. So
0: Boy, Pitts really turned that Atlanta franchise around, didn't he? Oh, they're on fire. All right. Those are our fantasy teams. You you see them up on the board. Go over to VikingsReport.com. Put your team entry in there. Team Drew, Team Toons is Team Ted. Or you can put in the comments down here below on the show. If you win, you get one point. The person with the most points at the end of the year wins the contest, gets that sweet John Randall jersey. Now it is time for our Super Toe Challenge, our new contest that we've introduced this year. Go ahead, Mr. Announcer Guy, and tell us about the Super Toe Challenge this year. <laughs> This is separate from our hashtag Nobody Cares Much fantasy team segment. Just pick a kicker. The one you think is going to score the most points between the kicker, Ruby, Drew, and I pick. And you get that many points. And the person that has the most points at the end of the season wins. And you get points whether you finish first, second, or third. If my kicker gets 20 points, Drew's get 15, and Ruby's get 10, you get that amount of points every week. Some weeks you'll be in third, some weeks you'll win, but whoever has the most points at the end of the season wins the Super Toe Challenge Contest. And we got a couple of cool prizes for the Super Toe Challenge Contest as well. Drew, what are they? We got a set of vintage Fred Cox football cards. Freddie's the greatest kicker we ever had. And the leather Vikings football. So for this, it's again, pretty simple. In the comments below, just pick a kicker between the one Drew, Ruby, and I pick, or on our vikingsreport.com website, you'll have a section there for the Super Toe Challenge entries every week. And if you have the most points at the end of the season, you're our Super Toad Challenge winner. Now, now! All right, those are your rules, Super Toad Challenge. You get points every week. Who won last week? Who won the opening I, week? Again, I, I got to say, hat tip to Drew Bunning. His kicker had 14 points, Ruby's had five, and Matt, cramming up your cram hole, Prater had one stinking point for me last week. One point! One point. All right. I'm going to pick Greg Joseph of the Minnesota Vikings. Ruby, since you're second, you want to go?
2: I think that the Rams are going to bounce back, so I'm going to take their kicker, Matt Gay.
0: This week? Oh, I got the suck-up for the Tampa Bay. Ryan, Ryan suck-up. Yeah, he, he kicked, what, 23 field goals in their win against Dallas? Yes, he did. And
1: uh, yes, he did. <laughs> so I'm going to go with him.
0: So I got Greg Joseph, Drew has Ryan suck-up. Ruby, I'm sorry, who did you get again? Matt Gay, right? From the Matt Rams.
2: Gay, Rams. Yeah.
0: So pick who you think is going to be the kicker with the most points. Whoever you pick, those are the points that you get. Person with the most kicker points at the end of the year wins really cool leather football. And then the framed Fred Cox football cards. Really, really nice set. So, all right. Our last segment for games is Drewster's Millions. Before we get to Drew's picks for me this week, let's show you the rules for Drewster's Millions. All right, Drewsters Millions is a new game we got. I'm gonna start out with 100 fake bucks. My goal by the end of the season is to get you 1,000 fake bucks. How I'm gonna do that is Drew is gonna give me a handful of games, up to five a week. I can either pick the point spread or I can pick the over-under, whatever the bets he gives me are. I have no dollar limit in what I can bet on these games. I can bet it all on one game and go bust. I could bet it incrementally, doesn't matter, it's, it's my call. Your goal is to figure out how much money I will have at the end of the year. If you're right, or the closest person who's right without going over, you win Drewster's millions. So if you pick how much money I win, which could be zero, because I don't gamble, because I learned early that a fool and his money are soon parted. If you win, or you are the closest without going over, you get to go into the Vikings Report prize vault and pick a prize. Am I going to stop at 1000 Am I going to bust and end up at zero after one week? I don't know. We'll see. What you need to do is to go to our website, vikingsreport.com, and look for the Drewster's Million section and enter how much fake money you think I'll win. If you nail it, you win a prize from our Vikings Report vault. If nobody nails it, but you're closest without going over, you win a prize from the VR vault. If everybody is not even close, nobody gets a prize. But somebody probably will. So go sign up. Drewster's Millions. Can I get to a thousand bucks? Will I be broke after week one? Who knows? Ted sucks at gambling. Ted sucks at gambling. All right. Those are the rules. Again, now this is your last week to enter Drewster's Millions. You got to figure out how much money I'm going to end up with at the end of the yeah, year. Some people pick zero. People who pick zero aren't <laughs> You can win by
1: picking zero. You can win the contest.
0: So I started off with a $100 last week. I'm down to 85 because I lost two of the three bets Drew gave me. Because the Panthers can't hold a two-minute lead. It was like watching a Mike Zimmer defense. Watching the Browns go down and kick a field goal.
1: can't believe they lost that game. Oh, sucked. Let's get your bets up this week. Tootsies, can you throw up the graphic? I'm not going to go through them one by one. As you see there. There are your choices to choose from this week. Let's do it. Let's see what you got.
0: All right. I'm going to stay away from the Packers-Bears because, uh, no, I'm just staying away from that. Cincinnati-Dallas, the over-under is 44.5. Dak Prescott's out. Joe Burrow can't hit water if he falls out of a boat right now. I'm going to pick the under on that game. Cincinnati-Dallas, I'm going to go under on that game. And I'm going to bet $20. You've got Pittsburgh, New England straight up. I'm going to pick. I think New England bounces back. Pittsburgh with Mitchell Trubisky. I'm sorry. I, I have no faith in that. Cincinnati turned the ball over, I think, six times. Five or six times. And it still took Pittsburgh two minutes with only two minutes left in overtime to win. And they had to block an extra point at the end. And they had to rely on Cincinnati missing a field goal in overtime as well. I'm going to go 25 bucks on New England.
1: Wow. You're betting on the hoodie. Putting your money on the hoodie there, Ted.
0: And that's all I'm gonna bet this week. Those are the only bets I'm What's gonna make. It? I gotta try and get some money back.
1: Okay, here, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm giving you eight weeks. Okay. I will catch you no matter where you're at, and I'm only gonna make <laughs> one bet a week. <laughs> okay. I will start with a hundred bucks. So I will make only one I only get to make one bet a week. And I can't start till week nine, but I will catch you no matter where you're at.
0: So but what if I go broke? Are you gonna put me some new money there? Then the game's in the toilet already, and it's (laughs) over with. You know what? I'm going to bet one more. I'm going to bet. There you go. That a boy. I'm going to bet the over for Atlanta and the Rams. And I'm going to go 15 on that. All right. So that's Drewster's Millions. Hang on. Uh, I'm just hearing from the production truck. Robert W. Farnsworth is ready for his remote hit in Philadelphia. everybody. Robert W. Farnsworth here. This week, I've been loving purple and gold. Take the 20th Century Limited, the light rail train of the stars from Minneapolis to Philadelphia to meet Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, and the dastardly Philadelphia Eagles. Can they contain Hurts, or will he inflict pain upon them? We'll find out. All right. Thank you, Robert. We'll, uh, Thanks, Bob. up with you next week. But like he said, this week, the Vikings traveled to Philly. Last time I think they played Philadelphia was in 2018. I think Linval Joseph had that strip sack, fumble, and the oxygen mask. Hey, big
1: goon. I miss yeah. big goon.
0: This is a big game for the Vikings. It is. I hate to use, you know, must win. I Getting the win against Green Bay was, was huge. I, I would think that was a must win. I don't know that if you start out 1-0, week two is a must win. But this is a really big test for the Vikings to kind of see where they stand. Yes, among the rest of the the quote unquote good teams, the NFC coming off that emotional high week one. You're right; it's a big, big game. Can they kind of get back to a neutral place, come down off that high without getting you know too flat, which teams do so often? Go on the road, Kirk Cousins' primetime game. You know, we all know the narrative about him there. So what we'll do is we'll we'll pull out the big board. Ruby will put that up on the screen, and we will go down each category from quarterback all the way down to intangible because intangibles are things you can't see son all right the first category on our big board quarterback oh man
1: this is a tough one you
0: want to lead it out i'm not sold on jalen hurts i don't think he's a tremendously accurate passer i know he can kill you with his legs i know he's got a.j brown now to throw to who had a huge game last week i i get it i still am not sold on jalen hurts i'm just not kirk cousins after last week's game I just think there's something different about Kirk this year. I, I just do. I think Kirk is ready to shut a tremendous amount of people up, and I'm going to give Kirk Cousins the checkmark because I think by the end of this year, Kirk Cousins is going to be a serious finalist for the most valuable player of the National Football League.
1: Ed Glover. Let Ted Glover come full circle on
0: Kirky. I, I have. I'll criticize him when it happens, but the last two years, he's done everything he can to get the Vikings a, a win.
1: It's better than just making up your mind two years ago that you hate him and sticking to it like I see a lot of fans doing. You know, you got to be open-minded enough to change your opinion about it. Now, I'm going to start out my quarterback thing here by saying I do not think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I don't. When we do these segments, Ted, it's about the moment in the game. It's about this game. I think for this one game, I'm giving Hurts my check mark because of his running ability, picking up first downs, being at home, I think he's going to have that same emotion like the Vikings had last week when they played at home. 90 yards on the ground, that is a hell of a job by in 243 in the air, zero turnovers. The guy's getting better every week. I think for this specific game, i got a strange gut feeling that Hurts is going to have a really good game. All right. Running back. Eagles ran roughshod. Is that the right word? They ran roughshod over the Lions, bro. They did. 39 carries, 216 yards, and four touchdowns rushing. Yep. Very impressive. Five and a half yards a carry average. The Vikings are giving up over six yards. That doesn't combo well.
0: Yeah, it doesn't.
1: Vikings gave up 6.2 per rush against Green Bay. The Vikings are probably better personnel-wise. I like Cook and Maddie more than I like Sanders and Keith Gainwell or Kenny Gainwell Mm -hmm. and Bon Scott. Wait boston scott that's not Bob scott You am gonna give a slight check mark to the eagles on this
0: okay i see where you're coming from talk me out of it though ted make me change my mind here's where i'm going to talk you out of it now what you said 100 correct miles sanders had 90 yards Jalen hurts had 96 lions had absolutely no answer for either of them deandre swift ran for 144 yards against the eagles yes i would argue dalvin cook and Alexander Madison and the Vikings running backs are better than DeAndre Swift, He's a very good running back. No, no disrespect to DeAndre Swift. I just think the Vikings are better. Philadelphia had no answer between the tackles for Swift, just like the Lions had no answer for Miles Sanders. I think, though, the Vikings will be able to neutralize Jalen Hurts as a runner better than the Lions did. The Vikings have a better defensive personnel. So for that reason, I am going to give running back Check mark to the Minnesota Vikings
1: and that makes sense if you take the 90 yards that he gained out of the 216 Mm -hmm. that makes it a little closer to what the Vikings 111 they had against the Packers it Mm -hmm. evens it up a little bit more receivers oh really genius move by the Eagles to go get AJ Brown it was both teams have a superstar Brown and we have of course Justin Jefferson the combined stats for AJ Brown and Justin Jefferson week one Ted you want to hear this yeah 19 catches 355 yards and two touchdowns between both those guys
0: it's going to be a showcase
1: but you have to give the check mark to the vikings if you yeah. look at the whole wide receiver core the vikings clearly have the edge at wide receiver
0: i think they do too and i think they have a better throwing quarterback to get their receivers the ball i give the check mark to the vikings as well. o-line the eagles have a pretty good o-line jason kelsey is their guy their anchor in the middle very good center jordan maialata Lane Johnson, that's just a good line. I I thought the Vikings offensive line played pretty well last Sunday, all things considered. I thought they gave up a little bit of pressure to Kenny Clark early, but I thought they did a good job at halftime of figuring that out and kind of neutralizing that. I'm going to have to give this a little bit, just slight edge to Philadelphia here.
1: I'm in agreement with you on that, Ted. I mean, they got three guys up front. Three of those big hogs are super talented players. Right tackle Lane Johnson, left guard Dickerson, And Kelsey, and Kelsey's one of the best centers in football. Those three guys right there, they lost their left tackle for the season. Dillard, they're already on their backup left tackle, but they have a really good offensive line. Just a slight edge to them.
0: What about the defensive line?
1: Vikings couldn't stop the run, and it's really, I hope it doesn't turn into a problem, but it looked bad last week. Like you had mentioned, Swift ran for 155 and a touchdown on the Eagles defensive line. So he didn't really do much better. Both D lines got ran on. They had a big injury losing Barnett last week for the
0: season. He's out for the season, Derek Barnett. But you know
1: what? You lose a guy like that and you bring in Josh Sweat or whatever. They run a 4 3. So you actually look at it, four down linemen there. Check mark to the Eagles on the defensive line.
0: The Eagles defensive line wasn't impressive either. For all the running the, the Packers did or when they did run the ball, they didn't bust out a lot of chunk plays. DeAndre Swift had a several big runs. The Vikings, I thought they brought a, a lot of pressure. The Eagles didn't really pressure Jared Goff a whole lot. He was only sacked one time. I'm going to actually give the edge here to the Vikings a little bit. Linebackers, the Eagles lineup, like Drew said, in the 4-3, you got Hassan Reddick, TJ Edwards, and Kazeer White. I was really impressed with the Vikings linebackers. I, I thought Daniel Hunter and, and Sidarius Smith played a whale of a football game. Eric Kendricks was not very active tackling, but I thought he did a very good job dropping back into coverage. He had that big pass breakup on fourth down inside the red zone in the fourth quarter. The Eagles linebackers are no slouches, don't get me wrong. But after what I saw from this new 3-4 look and what Ed Donatell threw out there, I'm kind of liking the Vikings linebacking core right now. I'm going to give the Vikings linebacking core a slight edge.
1: Very simple decision for me on this one, Ted. This was all one-sided for the Vikings, as far as I'm concerned. The Vikings linebacking core. It's going to round out to be, in another month, they're going to be the best linebacking core in football. Why don't we give it up for Jordan Hicks? 14 tackles. He had a sack. He had a quarterback hit. He had nine solo tackles, 14 total tackles. You got to watch out for Hassan Reddick. But as a core, checkmark Vikings for me. How
0: about the secondary?
1: I'm giving the Vikings the checkmark. We both gave Green Bay the check of the secondary last week on our preview big board. We did. Because they are a good secondary. They are. Better than good. And the Vikings made them look flat out silly. They did. If you can make them look silly, you can certainly make the Eagles secondary look silly. That's what I'm basing my checkmark onto the Vikings.
0: Okay. I'm looking at it from a personnel matchup. James Bradbury and Darius Slay are, are a heck of a one-two. Jared Goff, I mean, statistically, Jared Goff was just kind of typical Jared Goff day. 21 to 37, 215 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. His receivers dropped... I'm just thinking off the top of my head, four or five passes. He threw some poor throws. I'm going to give this slightly to Philadelphia. The Monday night thing, Kirk and prime time, and, and these guys are really good. I'm going to be interested to see how they try and scheme to stop Jefferson. Like you said, if Green Bay can't do it, I don't know if there's a secondary that can. If there is one that can, I would think Philly might be able to do it. With the extra day playing at home, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to give a slight edge to Philly right now. All right, red zone offense. Philadelphia was, after one week, their fifth in the NFL in red zone offense. They shredded. They, they did. They absolutely did. But they got shredded in the red zone as a defense. I like the Vikings because when you add in the creativity, we saw Kevin O'Connell, that fourth and one on the five-yard line on the opening drive. Super creative play. That was Put Justin great. Jefferson in motion. He was wide open. I just like the Vikings in the red zone here. And when Green Bay got into the red zone, the Vikings' defense bowed up. They didn't allow points in the first two minutes of the first half or at the end of the game so i i'm gonna go with the vikings here i I like i like the vikings vibe
1: based on the experience that we talked about last week cousins jj zealand cook all those guys experience in the red zone combine that in with with o'connell they get my check mark i mean the eagles the eagles had four touchdowns inside the five yard line rushing last week so they they did really well in the red zone but like you said they got burned too if the lions are going four for four in the red zone We're going to go 12 for 12. (laughs) So checkmark Vikings on my red zone.
0: Special teams. Who you got for special teams?
1: I went checkmark Vikings. Greg Joseph looks dialed in, man. He He looks dialed in. He looks competent. He looks like he's ready to set records. Dude, another tidbit. When uh, Rager takes a punt to the house Monday night, (laughs) the Vikings sideline and Rager are going to come unstuck. It's going to be partying on the sidelines. You're going to see a big erupt. He's going to run a punt back for a touchdown. You think so? Yes, he is part of the reason I gave my checkmark to the Vikings on special teams.
0: I'm going to give it to the Vikings as well. Great, but every facet of the Vikings' special teams just seems a lot, a lot more improved. Punting's good. You talked about Joseph, Jalen Rieger shores up the punt return, kick returns, kick return. It's fine. I like the Vikings here. Coaching Nick Sirianni, Eagles coach, ten and eight career. Got the Eagles to the playoffs at a nine and eight record. His first year last year, yep. One last week versus Kevin one and oh O'Connell, who has never lost an NFL game as a head coach.
1: <laughs> he is a rock star this week, O'Connell. Yeah. I kind of went more than the head coaches. I think they're both really good head coaches. I think they're both good at scheming. And I like what Sirianni, is, he's kind of changed the culture himself there in Philadelphia. He has. That's, a, that's not an easy town. I like what he's doing there. I think he's got the guys believing in what they're going to do. But you got to look at the coordinators in this game, Ted. I mean, Shane Sticken, I don't know if I'm saying that right. The offensive coordinator, Donatel's going to stick in it right in his <laughs> b-. He's going to have trouble with Donatel's going to have his head spinning. He's going to have him in whiskey jar by third quarter. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the offensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, those two guys are not going to get it done for Philly. I think coordinator-wise, we are more advanced than they are. So I went a little bit beyond the head coaching thing. I think with our coordinator experience, I'm giving us the checkmark on that.
0: I am too. You look at what happened last week with Philadelphia and Detroit. I mean, they were up 31-14 and then 38-21 and they, they still almost lost that game, even with a pick six. Jared Goff not playing that well. Like I said, I love the vibe Kevin O'Connell's giving out. Wes Phillips was really impressive in setting up that offensive game plan. Ed Donatello had the defense playing very well. I'm still kind of worried about the run defense, but there were some, some moments. There were some moments that goal line stand, for example. I like the Vikings coaching as well. I'm going to give the Vikings a, a, a check too. Finally, we've got Intangibles. I'm giving the intangibles to Philly here. Vikings are coming off a big emotional win. It's going to be interesting to see how Kevin O'Connell handles that. Can the Vikings not come out flat after a big win like that? So many teams do that. It's kind of been a thing for the Vikings the last several years. It's a prime time game. You know that you got the Kirk Cousins narrative. Prime time Monday night. Philadelphia is at home. It's a road game. It's an hour later. I'm going to give the intangibles to Philly on this.
1: Everything you just said is the reason I gave my check mark for the intangibles to the Eagles. I mean, Eagles are at home. Primetime, outdoor game. What's the weather going to be like? Is the weather going to be a factor? That could be a, intangible for either side. The checkmark could really go either way on this. All right.
0: I'm going to slide back into the center of the screen here with the board going away. Drewster, who do you think is going to win this game?
1: You know, Ted, I picked this game back when we did our schedule thing with Chris Gates. Actually, I said two weeks ago the Vikings at Halloween are going to be 6-1. and one, And this was the loss that I had them mm-hmm. down for. If you remember right, I know mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You don't forget a lot, Ted. You have a good memory. I guess I have to stick with what I said, and the Vikings lose a close one, lose a heartbreaker. And I hope it doesn't happen. Give me some of that Kool-Aid.
0: So, my friend, are you saying you need a little purple Kool-Aid? Do we need to bring in the right Reverend Jones and get this party started? I miss the Reverend. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're drinking it? Ah, that purple Kool-Aid is delicious. and Let me tell you why i watched that Eagles-Lions game. Everything the Lions did well against Philadelphia, the Vikings did just as better, if not better, than they did against Green Bay. I don't think Philadelphia's defense is as good as Green Bay. I think Dalvin Cook is in for a big game. I think Kirk Cousins is in for a big game. And I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles secondary can stop the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think the Eagles defense can stop the Vikings offense. Now you have a very good question. Can the Minnesota Vikings defense stop Jalen Hurts when he breaks contained? That's the key to the game right there. If the Minnesota Vikings can keep Jalen Hurts from getting 96 yards on the ground, he's going to get a couple big plays. They can't let that get to him. If they can keep him mostly contained and when he flushes out of the pocket, keep him running parallel to the line of scrimmage and not find an opening and and go for 40 yards. The Vikings are going to win. I think they're going to put a spy on him, be it Kendrick's, be it Hicks, but it's going to be a shootout. It is going to be a wild game. And Greg Joseph is going to hit a 45-yard field goal at the gun. Minnesota Vikings 31, Philadelphia Eagles 28. I'm calling my shot right now.
1: That's it. I'm changing my mind right now. Give me that Kool-Aid.
0: There's a new sheriff in town in Minnesota. His name's Kevin O'Connell. And he is changing the culture one day at a time, one player at a time. And I'm telling you what, if you haven't watched that locker room speech at the end of the Vikings game, go watch it. You could just tell that things are different now. I don't know what the Kevin O'Connell era is going to bring. It could all fall apart. You know, they they could lose to Philadelphia and then, you know, everything just goes straight to hell in a half basket. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Vikings are an ascending team and they're just going to keep getting better as the season goes on.
1: You sold me on it, Reverend Glover. All right. I'm buying into it. I am now going Vikings win. You talk into it.
0: Okay. So that's our preview. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with trivia and wrap up the show.
1: Listen to Remco's baby laugh a lot. You're listening to Baby (laughs) Laugh-A-Lot. She's the funniest doll you've ever seen. (laughs) Just push the button and she starts to giggle. (laughs) Get Baby
0: Laugh-A-Lot by Remco. Right before your eyes, TWA is creating a brand new way for business flyers to fly coast to coast. A business class in a separate cabin with bigger, wider seats than in coach, but fewer seats so you're less crowded. It's TWA's new ambassador class to the East Coast with enough room for
1: anybody. Even if you're seven foot one.
2: Or taller. It's humbler. Little. Are we on? Are we, are we rolling right now? I'm waiting for you to start talking. Is this thing on? Hello? Hello? Bueller? Bueller? All right. Welcome to Toots Trivia. How are you guys doing?
1: Good Tootses. Good Tootses. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. This week we have the categories, Airplane, Name the Eagle, and Random Questions. We will start with Airplane, and this is a category about questions about the movie.
1: Oh. Okay.
2: These are going to be multiple choice, and if you get it wrong, I get the points. If you get it right, you get the points. Here we okay. go. For 100, what airline was the flight a part of? Wasn't it Trans International?
1: Is it a Trans International or Trans World? Yeah. De- Let's go with Trans Trans International
2: that is not correct it was trans-american
1: trans-american that's what we said
2: <laughs> <laughs> points to toonces all right number two what is the name of the little girl on the plane that needs a heart transplant
0: lisa okay
2: very good good job all right for 300 finish this slogan w-z-a-z in chicago where i think it's
0: disco lives forever isn't it Yes, it's Disco Lives Forever.
2: That is correct. Good job. And to finish the category for 400, what was the name of the African tribe that Ted and Elaine were assigned to in the Peace Corps?
0: Malambos. Yeah, the Malambos, I think. Wasn't it? I'm pretty (laughs) sure it was the Malambos. Yes.
2: That is correct. Good job. I'm going to go over to random questions because I want to save the photo category for last. And random questions, I have a couple of Michigan, Ohio State, and then a couple of random questions. So here we go, 400. This Michigan defensive player was drafted. Graham. Good job.
1: Sorry, that was really rude of me to interrupt. I don't often interrupt you.
2: I wasn't going to give you a multiple choice on that one either, and I'm not going to give you one on this one. This Ohio State offensive player was drafted in the third round in 2021 by the Niners.
0: Oh, um, um. The, the running back, the, uh, the running back um, had, had the great game against. Trey Sermon.
2: Yes, Trey Sermon. Good job. There you go for 200. Good job, my
0: Ohio State knowledge. Look at you. Yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the oldest ego currently on their roster?
0: I would think it's either Fletcher Cox or Jason Kelsey, isn't it? I don't know.
1: I'm going to go Fletcher Cox. That he's old.
0: Okay. Oh. Damn it.
2: It was Jason Ted. Kelsey. Ah.
0: Sorry, Ted. I, I didn't know for sure. So.
2: All right. Who is the youngest player currently on their roster?
1: Jordan Davis or Nicoby Dean. Those are both new draft picks. Yeah. I would say Jordan Davis.
2: Okay. Jordan Davis. Nope. Ah. Nicoby oh. Dean. Oops. I gave you those points. Darn it. That's fine. No, it's not. All right. Name the eagle. This is a picture puzzle category. You just have to... Name the eagle by figuring it out. Here you go for 100.
0: M.
1: Motel sneaker. Uh,
0: Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Good job. <laughs> How the hell do you come up with that? <laughs> oh, no hysterical i told you i turn into a 10 year old when i do this show <laughs> all right for 200 name the eagle uh
1: bernie sanders or no sanders miles sanders miles Sanders.
0: Miles sanders. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
2: Miles Miles david
0: <laughs> awesome. very
2: good you guys are killing me this time for 300 name the eagle uh jason kelsey <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well done. All
2: right. Last one. Name the Eagle.
1: Trey Sermon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Good job. Thank you guys for playing. You killed me. We'll see you next week. Can
1: we request the picture things every week?
0: Oh, I'd love it. If she's got the time, I'd love it. it cracks me up every single week. <laughs> All right. So we went trivia this week. I think we're one and one on the season. Yeah, we are. That wraps up uh, episode number 73. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for subscribing, for liking. Uh, we're over 12,400 subscribers now. I can't believe it. On Monday night, as soon as the Vikings Eagles game is over, yep. come on over to this YouTube channel. We'll be live with our partner in crime, Christopher Gates, to go over the Vikings Eagles game. In the meantime, head on over to VikingsReport.com, put all your entries in for our contests. From there, head on over to purplepainforums.com, sign up, get an account, join their pick six contest, join the purple Pain accountability contest, start commenting, great group of people, whole bunch of information will make you smarter and get you ready for game day. Yes. Tootsies, thanks so much for doing all this and and getting (laughs) the show going and producing and all the truly behind the scenes stuff that folks don't even know how much work she puts into this show every week. Drewster, every week you make my sides hurt from laughing. Tonight was no exception. It was a good time. It always is, but we'll try to do better the next time. Take us home, my friend.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our 73rd episode, 73. Always great talking football with you, Ted. Thank you for all Ted's right. You don't get enough credit, and you never ask for the credit, but without you, the show would go nowhere. So thank you again for everybody tuning in. We will see you next Friday with another studio show, but we will see you Monday night after the game. Everybody be cool. Everybody be responsible, and say good night,
0: Ted. Good
1: night, Ted. Da da da
0: da da Just hang loose, blood. She gonna catch up on the rebound on the medside.
1: What it is, big mama? My mama raised no dummies. I duck a rap.
0: Cut me some slack, Jeff. It's a thing, the to help, Chomp Don't get to help. Hang, get help. Say, hang, say seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains in here.